What's going on? Shane, Rocky's dead. Murdered by two men dressed up as women. They left a calling card. We're up to our butts in this thing. We don't even know what it's about. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Brittany and Eric. Hi, guys. Hello. How is it going for everyone tonight? All right. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. Good. We're coming off of watching the 1990 Andy Sedaris movie, Guns. And it was my pick. It sure was. It was. And I picked it because... (sighs) (laughs) I really didn't know what else to watch. <laughs> so I, I, I narrowed it down to this this mood of movie. The the mood was, this was kind of what I was into, so uh, we decided to watch this. And that's the kind of bosomy babes in action <laughs> movies blowing things up kind of mood. And I know we all get in those every so often. Yeah. Every so often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now for our listeners, we, we have watched a couple of Andy Sedaris movies. Uh, we have like, what is it, like a dozen pack of Andy Sedaris films yeah. where they all basically follow the same general theme. Yes. Yeah. Very <laughs> cheap C-grade action movies, probably directly to VHS, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, for the rental crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With busty babes and non-existent plot lines. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like it's um, it's uh, it's got a little Baywatch in it. It's mm. got a little Miami Vice in it. Lots of Miami Vice going on in this one, especially. It's also got a lot of like porn vibe. So, <laughs> yeah. So Tommy sleepover movie if I've ever seen one before. Oh yeah, this is right up Tommy sleepovers. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess this this movie's about um, Eric Estrada. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to see how you spin this one. Eric Estrada is a bad guy. Uh, he's in, a, not in real. Well, in real life or in the movie? Uh, both. Okay, both. <laughs> he's a villain. He's a he's he's a gun runner, and uh, he tries to assassinate one of two agents. That work for the agency. Um, you know, the federal one. Whatever one they're talking about. Uh, and he tries to murder one of them, and, and he screws it up. He actually, he kills the wrong person, and then I f- the rest of the movie is him trying to play catch-up with that. And, um, and, and the ev- agency also trying to catch him. And, and yeah, and evading the agency as well. That, and that's basically it. And, and it really didn't get much further than that. It's, it's a bit samurai cop, but a little more convoluted. Yeah. Same general idea. Okay. Now, how do you guys feel after watching this? I don't really feel a whole lot of anything. No, I'm kind of... This movie kinda... left me dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Okay, you clowns. Cut the crap. What, what have we watched? We've had... Um... Watch Hard Ticket Hawaii. And, and, and uh, Malibu Express? Yeah, Malibu Express was terrible. Um, I think that was one of his early ones. <laughs> Yeah, and then Hard Ticket to Hawaii had moments of brilliance, but was mostly really boring. Yeah, well, this one, um, I, I think, if I'm comparing it to the other two that we've watched, I think I, I think I like this one the most. This is the one I would say I'm closest to saying this is a fun watch. Mm. I enjoyed but, it, but I really could not tell you why. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, had well, no idea what was happening most of the time. But it was it was moving along. I, if there's yeah. one thing I can say about this movie, uh, and it's uh, it did clip uh, along in a nice. It was just it was it just it was steady. It was mm-hmm. ro- it was rock steady with a couple of spikes of absurdity. Yeah. So you could buy into it because it wasn't like boring. I mean, it kind of no, was, yeah. but it kind of wasn't. 
it definitely had like TV serial pacing. Mm. You know what I mean? And not like a good TV serial. Yeah. I feel like a lack of clear definition of characters and what was going on really made it feel more boring than it was. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of hard to follow the story, which makes it kind of hard to be engaged with what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, but if we're going to we're gonna pluck anything from this movie as a success, uh, what, what are we going to point at? I thought it had a pretty decent production value. Yeah. Like everything yep. looked great. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> no, yeah. like uh, all the explosions were cool. Everything looked great. Um, there was no weird like microphones bobbling in and out of the scene that I could see. Yeah. No technical fouls like that, I don't think. No, this wasn't a like bad, good, bad kind of movie. Yeah, but it also didn't look like they went to like Savers and shop for wardrobe there or yeah. anything. Yeah, like we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they did it better than we did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it had the production value of a TV show made five years before it came out. Yeah. Not, and that's not a bad thing. No, not if you're going straight to straight to tape. Yeah. Right? This is 1990. Still living in the 80s, probably, for the majority of the production of this movie. Yeah, so. yeah. definitely. You and can it, tell by the bikinis and <laughs> <laughs> hairstyles. Just the clothing in general, which yeah. was awesome. Which was great. I, I got to say, I loved everything that everybody wore, right? I don't know. We we commented on on a couple of people's articles of clothing. <laughs> I thought that was a, a total plus to the movie. It was an engaging moment. I had a little bit of Deadly Prey going on when they were working at the resort, and they had like jumpsuits on, but they were like short shorts. <laughs> yeah. You know, me. when you have to be official, but sexy. Yeah, right? That reminded me of the military chick from uh, Deadly Prey. Oh, her oh, military great diaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, I, I I like this movie's use of leather. I think <laughs> go on in the way that it was completely unnecessary and out of the blue at all times, and completely necessary <laughs> and right there for me to see at all times. Yeah, we saw more than one leather bikini, which is usually one more than you ever see in like a year. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it looked. Uh, I don't know. I was like, man. I, I kind of like this. I kind of <laughs> like this leather look. What, what's going on? Like a secret bondage thing going on? Yeah, Tom, you're discovering about? things about yourself. Is that did Andy Sedaris <laughs> open you up? Maybe he did. <laughs> I mean, when you get to be like close to 30, is that when you start to like dig leather? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is that like the leather anniversary of life? <laughs> the leather anniversary. <Yeah. laughs> um, and then another person had like a leather inseam. Yeah, That's like right. on the jeans. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> like imagine chaps but jeans and then where your bare ass and crotch would be it's leather yeah what yeah. the fuck <laughs> why yeah oh they're so terrible yeah that anyway I, that i didn't understand um but i appreciated it anyway thank you leather <laughs> um any anything else no not for me personally no not really i mean some of the action scenes were were okay mm-hmm. um Kind of the vibe I was getting, and the, the vibe I get from most of his movies is that he takes like the slasher movie approach to action thrillers. Okay, and that like so the re- I think we had watched Hard Take at Hawaii. I think that predates us doing the podcast. But the reason we watched it was we saw this clip on YouTube um, where <laughs> there's a frisbee fight on a beach where a man kills another man with a frisbee with and, razor blade. Yeah, and that was amazing. And there was another clip from the same movie where. Um, Two of the main characters blow up a dude on a skateboard carrying a, a, a blow-up doll <laughs> with a bazooka. 
And then while the blow-up doll is floating around in the air, they shoot that too. <laughs> but those are the only two good things in the movie. And I feel like that's the kind of same approach that like slasher movies would take to try to drag you in and make you watch the movie, even though the rest of it's not really that great. Um, this movie basically extends that, but there were so many more moments mm. that made it worth watching and it kept going along as opposed to Hard to Kauai, which has like the one good spot at the beginning and the one good spot at the end. Yeah. 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 yeah this one, it had, uh, I mean, it took a bit for something, you know, memorable to happen. Mm hmm. But it was kind of worth the wait. I think we said with the, the the first great moment of this was what thirty seven minutes in or something like that. Then it was pretty steady after that. Yeah, it was peaks and valleys, mostly valleys, but the peaks were good enough. I I, yeah. I pretty much starred every peak of the movie <laughs> as a favorite part. I think. I don't yeah. know, I think we can all agree on that. But um, if if that's it, let's talk about some failures then. What do you guys think? <laughs> there's too many fucking protagonists in this movie <laughs> so Just, so many there's like 20 characters on the good guy's side and none of them are memorable and i don't know their names no <laughs> like four of them have names yeah i know donna and nicole were the ones that were being um like chased by eric estrada like he, they were the agency and then mm -hmm. they had like two dude friends one of which his name was shane and the other dude wore a leather vest mm-hmm and Ten dolls, one and two. Yes, they were all low budget Don Johnsons. Every <laughs> single one of them. And then, and then from then on, there was just uh, just uh, uh, characters upon characters who I have no idea who they were. Mm -hmm. I know someone would get killed, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay." And then they would show up two scenes later, so <laughs> I thought, and I'd be like, "Wait, I thought she like got shot in the chest. Mm. I thought she worked at the restaurant." No, nope, oh, that's no. the other busty blonde. <laughs> <laughs> totally someone else. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean. The the bad guys didn't have the same problem though. That's very like, true. Like we had uh, Eric Estrada, who I think they just told him he was uh, going to be on Miami Vice, even though the show was already over. <laughs> um, you had Danny Trejo, who was criminally underused, but so very memorable. So so young. Yeah, if he never appeared in anything else again, you'd be like, what? What was that guy? That guy was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the yeah, the rest of the bad guy squad was pretty memorable too. The two cross dressing guys, uh, the assassins. Yeah, the two dudes. They and left their mark. Eric Estrada's yeah. like girlfriend assassination yeah. person right so i mean it's not like they couldn't handle a number of characters it's just for some reason the good guys they just shit the bed yeah yeah on the distinction like if we're being honest there was like 12 of them yeah at yeah. least yeah <laughs> uh yeah that that was a big issue um, um just the complete confusion of the plot i feel like they mention people and as if we're supposed to know who they are mm -hmm. and we don't at all for obvious reasons <laughs> Because this movie started four minutes ago. Um, it just made it so hard to follow. Yeah. Like, the guy that... I'm so confused about it. The guy that Eric Estrada ended up being... What? What? The guy that Eric Estrada ended up being... Oh, like his actual... Yeah, like, like he, he was somebody was. pretending to be somebody else. I... Wait... Wait, what? I think I might have missed this plot point. I didn't. I didn't get that either. What? <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm just super confused because they were calling. What was his name the whole time? He was the Jack of Diamonds. That was yeah. Like they his... were calling him that. Yeah. And but then he... they were like, and his name was like blah 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 Dega or whatever, right? Okay. And then they faxed that photo of the guy with the longer name. What I can't remember. It was like... Joaquin something. Yes. No, that's the same guy. Is it? Yes. It because no i'm not sure <laughs> no because <laughs> no. well, that's what i thought when i was watching it but then at the end he's like my name is joaquin blah 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 and i was like wait i thought that was a totally fucking different <laughs> guy 
Well, yeah. Because they faxed him the photo, it looked nothing oh, like Oh, yeah, him. you're right. They were like, oh, yeah, our last file photo was from 10 years ago. And they were like, son of a bitch, it's him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a picture of him from 10 years ago that was printed from like a really shitty fax machine in like 1990. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I was just very confused by who he actually was. He was the. And why was, they were going after Nicole and Donna in the first I mean, place. The, the fact that Britney could come potentially completely make up a plot point out of thin air <laughs> is probably a problem with the movie and not her. That's a very good point. Because that rarely ever happens. You don't just make shit up. <laughs> Wait, what movie did you watch? Then there was the part with the ghosts. <laughs> well, hold on. I, I know why he tried to kill them, but only because I looked it up. I'm just kidding. There were no ghosts. Continue. <laughs> Wait, there weren't? No, no um, the ghost of filmmaking as a craft <laughs> appeared in this movie. <laughs> Um, I looked. I looked it up. The reason that he wanted to try and kill them was to distract them to go to Vegas, so that he could use Hawaii as the epicenter of his uh, gun run. That's the worst plan I've ever heard. <laughs> That's a very temporary solution to a very permanent problem. Well, he's got five of those really cool guns coming in. Oh, I hate him. I just wrote. Plot is so convoluted. Who, what, when, why, how. Yeah, none of those questions were answered, unfortunately. Yeah, actually, one of my negatives literally just said, uh, wait, who's that? Dash, several times. <laughs> <laughs> the music was pretty sweet. If we can backtrack for we're gonna, four seconds. We're going to go backwards. Yeah, it was because uh, yeah. they had a title a title track. I'll give it to it where I can. Called yeah. Guns. The, the music um, kind of reminded me of some of the new retro wave stuff that pops up on Spotify recommends for me and Tom. <laughs> like, it's not really good, but I'm like, I kind of want to listen to this 80s soundtracky type stuff. But And I, people are still cranking it out. You know. I know, still, <laughs> which is great because uh, sometimes that's like all I need yeah. is that. Nice background. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, some of the dialogue in this movie was so cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, um, like at the end when Eric was trying <laughs> she was like, you killed my father. And he was like, it was business, nothing personal. Unfortunately, I take my business personally. <laughs> I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I must have missed that one because I did oh. not get to cringe at it. It was oh, like right was before bad. she shot yeah. him when he was like, I am some guy you totally didn't even know about. <laughs> and she's like, you killed my father. Oh, yeah, when he had right. her mother hostage, who was obviously like 20 years younger than she was. Yeah, that was that was stupid. I don't uh, understand that. Donna was so leathery. Uh, oh, leathery Donna. She was a leathery old battle axe. Yeah. Well, you know how Tom feels about leather now, so you know, <laughs> maybe that's why I picked this. I like Donna. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, on top of the dialogue, uh, there were the, the two specific things I had written down for, for failures were in regards to the dialogue. There was that uh, in the beginning of the movie when we first meet... Um, Eric Estrada and our two assassin characters, they go and tell this really long, complex story about Ugh. how they killed a guy with an olive. Yeah, the olive story was 20 minutes long. It was long, and I feel like they thought the fact that they used an, an olive to do it was funny. And I mean, actually, saying it now, it's kind of funny to say. <laughs> the concept is way funnier. It's then, way funnier in theory than the it theory. is in execution. Show, don't tell. Yeah. I think it's the problem there. Yeah, if they had showed this man eating that olive and exploding, then maybe. Maybe we would have laughed. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, uh, everyone in the beginning sounded like they were just reading off their character bio page that they were handed. <laughs> like, mm. like everyone was just divulging facts about themselves to everyone else in the room just to allow us to get with these people quickly. Yeah. Well, that woman, Rocky, the redheaded lady who yeah. like ran the restaurant, when she was talking about how she was an FBI agent. <laughs> 
in public in the middle of a gift shop. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> are we led to believe that this should be taken seriously? <laughs> I felt bad for Rocky when I she died. Did. I was like, you know what? I liked her. Out of all the women in that room, I was like, I like her. And then she was the first one to get nice. She Actually, was a saucy redhead. Second one to get nice, but that's okay. Um, anything else before we move on to favorite parts? I just have so many weird things written down. Okay. Well, Does that mean you have some questions, perhaps? I Are do there... have questions. All right, well, let's do well, questions. Well, the first one was if Rocky was really an FBI agent, which that answered that because she died two minutes later. Yeah. Um, why does Estrada want Nicole dead? I looked that up on Wikipedia. Wikipedia has that much detail in this movie. <laughs> no, it's two sentences. <laughs> and it's just so they can relocate the gun trafficking. That's all that. That's How does he even know who she fucking is? I don't fucking know. Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Answer my questions. Holy shit. I don't know. Um, she works well, for the agency. Yeah, that's a real problem. <laughs> How those hitmen were like cross-dressers? I don't know. That was a very weird choice. It was very weird. Like... I don't know. Okay, you dress as a woman once to like take somebody out in uh, unnoticeable fashion, I guess. Okay. If we're gonna call it that. Sure. Um, but then that just kept happening, and then like they did it once, and then they were just in a bar, and they weren't killing anybody. <laughs> I was like, so are they, they doing this to disguise themselves, or are they doing this just because they do it? Both, I guess. I don't I mean, know. Um, so, so one thing that I've noticed about the Andy Sedaris movies is he's clearly got some love for the James Bond series. Yeah, and he's gone far enough to just completely straight up rip them off. Uh huh. Um, and I have a feeling that was his way of maybe creating like a James Bond style henchman, like two assassins that cross dress, which is semi parallel to the villains in um, Diamonds Are Forever, who are like two 1970s gay guys. So like extremely caricaturish yeah but it, it, i got the same vibe from those characters as i did from the diamonds of forever henchmen who are awesome by the way we're gonna watch that at some point you're gonna love it <laughs> those characters rule that sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> uh, but yeah this was very a clear J james bond rip so we had our um you know it had the title track but i mean so does his other movies but that's yeah. okay but then the the cover art from the movie is very much james bond and you even noticed a line of dialogue directly taken from a bond movie yeah i mean this movie is nothing but I mean, to be nice, it would be an homage. To <laughs> to be real, it would be a complete ripoff. Yeah. And how he is ripped off, like, everything from James Bond and Miami Vice and God knows what else, and just smushed it all together. I feel like it's so much Baywatch going on. Yeah, there's a lot of Baywatch going so on. If, Baywatch. I'm sure if I'd ever seen Baywatch, I would be like, this is Baywatch. I haven't even seen a lot of Baywatch. I, mean, <laughs> I just feel it. Um, Sorry to cut you off. Um, I, um, <laughs> I also felt like this movie didn't really know what it was. As far as being very adult or very made for TV. Mm -hmm. Like they set us up for boobs a whole bunch of times and then didn't deliver. That's right. And then they finally did, but it was like nip slip. Well, no, they went full. No, I know. But I mean, for the amount of times they set us up for it and then to just like do it a little bit and then to not do it again until like 40 minutes later. I just thought that was weird. Um, I think it was in the middle of while Tom was looking up if this movie was made for TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, Tom, you can put the phone down. <laughs> I'm like, this this is weird. I was like, this is And his then movie. no one drops an F-bomb until like 55 minutes in. I don't even remember that. Somebody says fuck one time. Wow. Um, But then <laughs> at the beginning when they were being chased or when they were chasing the guy, the crossdresser guys in their helicopter, uh, Donna was like, we're up to our butts in this thing. <laughs> I was like, up to our butts, man. Who is this movie for? <laughs> yeah. 
It was I don't very know, confusing. Maybe there's a really tight window of acceptance of this kind of stuff. So if you tone down one end of things, you can ramp up the other end and still make your way on to like premium cable or something. Hang on to yeah. your butts. You know, you know I what I mean? That. You know, like getting on a late night, you know, I don't know, pay cable station might be easier if you don't right. go as far as you can in every direction. Yeah, I mean, you I could guess. very, very, very easily edit this to just be completely TV safe if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I wonder if that was actually kept in mind at any point with any of these movies. Like, he could have cut around all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be difficult. Was it like one sex scene? Yeah. Yeah. If the, uh, there was probably a couple. There was one on a motorcycle, which was cool. Oh, so <laughs> I expect them to start doing like some Cirque du Soleil shit and like balancing their weight and like moving around. I was like, this is going to be terrible. I was really hoping the motorcycle would just start up and take off all their fucking. <laughs> they that... fall off a cliff. <laughs> I think my perspective of this movie would be much different <laughs> if that were to have happened. Um, uh, so, any other questions? I don't have a question. I do have an observation, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> that I noticed in this and so many other movies, I feel like a lot of people's idea of sex in the 80s was just women straddling men, <laughs> fluffing their hair, <laughs> and moaning. Well, I mean, everyone had such wonderful feathered hair. That's very but, true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what softcorn... Like soft peacocking? Softcorn. Softcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what... Uh, softcorn soft, porn. Softcorning is all about. <laughs> it's certainly corning. It's, it's, <laughs> it's porn that you don't get hard to. <laughs> uh, all righty. Softcorn. <laughs> My dick is all soft corn right now. <laughs> okay, uh, favorite parts? Anyone help me? Uh, forget the part us. where you said soft corn. <laughs> um, the helicopter explosion with the slow-mo scream. Holy shit. I think shit. we can all agree okay, that that was the best part of the whole movie. Definitely the, the, high, the tallest peak of this movie was uh, a very great action scene. So there's like a showdown in the desert and fucking battle axe donna has like a giant it's not even giant it's like the tiniest bazooka ever it just has tiny rockets in it and a helicopter with bad guys flies overhead and she aims her rocket launcher at it and we get like a long shot of the rocket like flying towards it and then just a close-up of the guy flying it going <laughs> and then just an explosion of flames oh yeah very well timed oh, i don't think so good i don't think they told the guy in the helicopter that he was supposed to be screaming because he just barely had his mouth agape yeah, he's like wait what do you mean i can't get another slice of turkey on my sub it looked like he was staring like inquisitively like <laughs> and they just superimposed like a scream over it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a, like I don't know. That's these are the moments you hope for when you watch these movies. Yeah. And that that was the first one. It took a long time to get to, but it was kind of worth it because it was. And they just whipped it out on us. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> uh, I would. Say, I, I'm gonna save. If, actually, Eric, what's what's one of your favorite parts? Um, the magician FBI agent. Who interrogates these two suspects with a top hat with a baton in it, and he starts hitting them? It was really weird. Basically, he starts up his interrogation of these two suspects, presenting himself as a magician. He has not introduced himself as a federal agent whatsoever, and he like puts a top hat on the table. He starts pulling like those colored strings out of it, and like starts rubbing it in their faces or whatever. And they start giving him lip, and he just pulls a baton out of the hat and hits them with it. And it's so <laughs> half-assed. Like they they chopped the 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 shot. So, like, he's already hitting them in the face by the time it cuts to the scene. Like, basically, hand goes in, in hat, and then all of a sudden the guy's being hit with a baton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that whole scene was bizarre, and it and again, it, it's another one of those like, what were they going for? Was this like a super adult movie, or was it a super kid movie? Because that's that's like some weird shit you'd see in like a, a G-rated romp. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but what what he did with it was he made it really adult brutal at the end because then this fbi agent just pulls out a shotgun and <laughs> shoots both of these guys in the chest in quote self-defense in self-defense because he uh tells them to pick up the weapons <laughs> um i'd say one of uh, one of my favorite parts are when we see ninjas um I don't think I have that. <laughs> that was also one of my favorites out of fucking nowhere uh, so ninjas just never enter before the scene. and never again we, we're at we're at the gym with our plethora of good guys and then they get attacked by ninjas, to which we still don't know why. I think Danny Trejo's character, Ton, hired them. I guess so, yeah. Bring into a gym in broad daylight and attack two characters we'll see again and one we won't. It's pretty. It was pretty good, though. They, they sneak into the scene. Um, just- I think my favorite part of that entire scene is after they're done beating up... Well, they beat up one buff dude and then this ripped fucking black giant dude who's oh awesome God. and he's wearing like a skin tight fucking like unitard onesie with a pink stripe down the side oh, he man. was an american gladiator he, he had to decimated he them was a, an understudy for harlem heat for sure <laughs> well he decimated one of them and then the other one pulled out his sword and then as he was about to chop the black guy donna showed up in her lingerie from the dressing room locker room <laughs> yeah sure. um and the ninja was like, hiya, and she was like, hiya, my ass, and then shot him. Shot him dead. <laughs> so we've had a lot of lines like that. Yeah. Yeah, like they just didn't spend any time in the writer's room for for the one-liners. No, not at all. No, so that, I, I feel like having really good one-liners would raise the tier of this movie a lot. Yeah, it would have, because they had a lot of opportunity to make a good joke. Mm-hmm. And that would be, like, really memorable. Mm. Kind of missed it, though. Yeah. Um... Anything else? I do have one more thing. And if nobody else does. If you have, go for it. Um, <laughs> at the casino, when Nicole goes to the bathroom and is followed by the two cross-dressing hitmen, mm-hmm. um, she shoots one of them. He dies. The other one shoots at her and then jumps into a stall and closes the door. And she like slides into the corner and is shooting him. And then her partner from outside the door <laughs> hears it, flies through the door, slides across the bathroom floor on his knees, like lands right next to her, and then just immediately starts shooting the bathroom <laughs> Dude, he straight up risky business into that room. It was Dude, not awesome. like, what's going on? Like, who are we shooting at? Just, nope. Just gonna <laughs> slide and shoot. That's a loyal partner. He, he did the rock and roll slide to, to help. It was very good. Um, I have one more small thing. At the very end of the movie, we had... Donna show back up with her awesome missile launcher and Eric Estrada's there and she shoots him with four fucking missiles. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. All four of them emptied the whole thing, just one after the other, blew him to smithereens. And I, I appreciate it. I'm like, man, she just unloaded. That, that was a harsh, <laughs> harsh death. Yeah, even Charles Bronson usually just does one missile. <laughs> this Overkill. Was, this was four missiles for one guy. Yeah. Um, that actually reminded me of my last favorite part, which I thought I had already read, but they were two separate things. Um, the very literal end of this movie. The last the frame last, of this movie? Like, of this I movie. loved it. 
<laughs> Loved it. So the last short scene we see is Donna and Nicole running toward each other on a beach, on a sunset beach in bikinis, everything bouncing. Um, they finally Hell reach yeah. each other and like do a special high five and then roll credits. They did a predator handshake. They did the predator handshake in a medium. Basically, it was <laughs> our shot that we did on the beach. <laughs> it was Rocky Three on the beach with predator handshake. <laughs> Two great tastes. Uh, it was awesome. Um, that was pretty good. M- might be the cover photo, if not in the post, <laughs> because I loved it. I'm I'm good on favorite parts, Eric. If you're good, I think I think I'm good. I'm yeah. ready to rap. Let's rate it. Let's rap. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Let's rate guns from 1990 Andy Sedaris movie off of the girls guns and G strings DVD pack. So who wants to begin? I can go. All right, Eric. Um, I'll give it a fucking fine. <laughs> All right. You um, stole my rat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I you... felt it coming. I had to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I did enjoy this much more than I enjoyed the other Andy Sedaris entries. I feel like at this point he probably built up some cred. He was making a lot of sales in the rental business. Mm. He got kind of a budget, some nice production values. Eric Estrada. Um, he got Eric Estrada. He got a name. You know, I mean, he was Eric Estrada was certainly on his way out at this point. Um, but I mean, either way, it is someone that we recognized. And Eric Estrada was pretty good in it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I I think the reason I'm not willing to give it a, a a traditional like fuck yeah fuck yes is because everything about this movie is a ripoff like <laughs> Andy Sedaris was taking a lot of shortcuts here in in terms of saying okay well Miami Vice is really popular I'm going to steal a lot of stuff from that James Bond was really popular I'm going to take a lot of things from that Baywatch whatever he was he was pulling from and as much as I can enjoy the homage that comes along with all this I can't really give him credit for coming up with any of these concepts he's basically just using it as a shortcut to yeah. produce what he was already making and in fairness it made what he wanted to make a lot better because his early entries are really boring and sucky. Um, so it's certainly watchable. And if you like the things that he's ripping from, it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, it probably could have been better. Like, honestly, if you told me that this was a pilot for a TV show from 1986, I'd say this is pretty good. I, I don't <laughs> know why this didn't get picked up. Yeah. Um, in terms of a full-fledged movie, it, it wears a little thin. Okay. And uh, you're going to go ahead and use the, use the same rating. Yes, right. I'm also going to give it a fucking fine. I agree. It was probably the most enjoyable one we've watched of his so far. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't offensive in any way. I mean, it was the plot was kind of convoluted, but I can forgive it that because despite that, for some fucking reason, it kept my attention the whole <laughs> time and made me want to know what was going to happen. Um, that being said, everything could have been better. Like they could have just taken things farther. Mm. Like they could have, we talked about how there was like a couple of cool parts that really stand out. I think they could have added those more or more one-liners or just cut out some unnecessary characters and like plot fat that just made it more confusing. Yeah. Um, but I, if like if you're bored and you like this type of cheesy action flick, fucking watch it because it's entertaining at the very least. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely entertaining, and and I'll agree with both of you. I think I'll give it a fucking fine as well. I think that's probably the best rating this movie could get. Yeah, and it's definitely the most tolerable Andy Sedaris movie we've watched yet, for sure. Um, I I do have uh, I think slightly higher hopes for for some of the other ones. Uh, I hope we can get 
uh, uh, one of his movies to be at the fuck yes or fuck yeah level mm -hmm. because I, they're almost there. Like it's almost there. A couple of small tweaks and this could have been a very different experience. Oh, yeah. Well, I think hard. That's what hard to get to Hawaii was supposed to be because I feel like it's his most talked about. Mm. Yeah. But it just didn't do it for well, us. Well, I know. I mean, I know he's got uh, Savage Beach, which is, a, I think, my, that might be his biggest deal. Okay. I, I think that's why he really hit a stride. And then he did the remake in the late '90s as well of that Return to Savage Beach. So I think maybe we should maybe do a double feature one day and just try and try and hammer those down. Mm. Okay. I'm, I, I'm to the bottom of this. I'm definitely <laughs> interested to see his progression as a director mm. because it's pretty clear that he improved a lot over a relatively short period of time. Because usually when we revisit the same director. It, they're always garbage and they always suck and they never improve. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's always exactly the same. Yeah, we don't need to do it more than twice. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like with Andy Sedaris, we can see like a chronological improvement every single time we watch one of his movies. Yeah, we saw one, three, and now five. Mm -hmm. I think this is the fifth movie he's made. So out of out of the twelve or so. Yeah, I'd say everything was noticeably better in this. Like the acting was better. It just looked better. Mm -hmm. More put together. More huh. seam streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can keep the steady rise up for the next one then. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up here? I'm sorry, I've been coughing a lot. I'm dying. It's okay. <laughs> I think we'll live, but you're, you're sorry, dead, you're, you're dead. <laughs> 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 All right, this has been Second Class Cinema. We watched Guns from 1990, Andy Sedaris movie off the Girls, Guns, and G-Strings DVD pack that he has that we purchased on Amazon. It was pretty inexpensive. It's got to be like... It was like five bucks. It's got to be like five or six bucks. You get 12 movies and a lot of boobs. So for all you yeah, horn boy, dogs... Yeah. I mean, try finding those on the internet. You're telling me. <laughs> got to go to the Amazon and order the Andy Sedaris 12-pack extravaganza. <laughs> all you soft corn lovers out there. <laughs> go ahead and buy these. Um, if you like not imagine anyone getting an erection to this movie. <laughs> no, it almost happened, but it didn't. Um... <laughs> Like so many other things. Like so many, yeah. The uh, Okay, we're done. Uh, <laughs> if you Sorry. want more information, you can come to Facebook, facebook.com slash secondclasscinema. You can listen to us wherever you're listening to us right now. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, secondclasscinema.com, and followingfilms.com. I thought you were going to say you can listen to us anywhere. <laughs> listen, listen to us if anywhere. You, if you you're driving to into everywhere. work, if uh, you're in the office, perhaps and you want to listen to someone talk about soft corn. <laughs> it's a great time. Yeah, Not safe for work. All right. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. Don't chastise us. What? We need to stop. The, the show is over. The show is over. Fine. We're done. <laughs>